Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The economics of a contraceptive compromise on the broadcast today, and honestly, just because it worked out this way, Valentine's from the Fed. Sure, baby, my interest rate is low, but I still love you. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Allianz, managing more than $2 trillion in assets and providing investment solutions through its affiliated companies in the U.S., AllianzUSA.com. And by the Chartered Global Management Accountant designation, CGMA, established by the AICPA and SEMA, CGMA.org. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Friday today, the 10th of February. Good as always to have you with us. So it took the White House about a week, but today the president announced what he is calling an accommodation on contraception and religious employers. These employers will not have to pay for or provide contraceptive services. But women who work at these institutions will have access to free contraceptive services, just like other women. The healthcare law says companies do have to pay for preventive health services, including birth control for women. That means no co-pays. Some religious institutions say they shouldn't have to pay for birth control. So under the compromise today, they won't. Their insurance companies will. From the Marketplace Health Desk at WHYY, Gregory Warner breaks down how it's going to work. Your insurance company is like a pool fed by three sources. The premium paid by your employer. The premium paid by the employee usually comes out of your paycheck and co-pays. The law says that women can't be charged a co-pay for contraception. Some religious employers don't want to pay for it. But there's one more source left, the employee's share of the premium. And that effectively is what the president proposed today, according to J.B. Silvers, who teaches healthcare finance at Case Western Reserve University. You're making the assumption that dollars have labels on them. But in reality, the premium for the employee and the employer, they all go into the policy. Some Republicans have called the president's compromise a shell game. But Silver says divvying up funds is done in all kinds of sticky situations involving money and religion. For instance, tax money goes to faith-based charities but can't be used for religious services. Now, it's a fine line, obviously. But it's a line that faith-based organizations have accepted, even on this very contraception issue, on the state level. Catholic bishops are mulling over the president's offer. Women are also trying to figure out how it's going to work. I reached Colleen Vermeulen of Indiana in her car on the way to divinity school. She's studying to become a Catholic lay minister. She agrees with the bishops that her Catholic university should not be forced to pay for birth control. The issue is not whether or not I use it. It's about who's paying for it. So what if it were paid out of her share of the premium? If the health insurance company itself is shifting the money around, I would have to look and see, you know, exactly how they're using, like, are they actually earmarking for contraception or is some of that going into other pools? She says she would support it if she could feel comfortable that those pools of money are really separate. And that, as we've heard, is a leap of faith. In Philadelphia, I'm Gregory Warner for Marketplace. In the absence of any high-profile GOP primaries coming up, apologies here to the state of Maine and its caucuses tomorrow, political eyes are on Washington for today's Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC for short. Everybody who's anybody in conservative circles is there, but as always in politics, you got to follow the money. 
Super PAC money this year. There are reports today Sheldon and Mary Adelson aren't going to give Newt Gingrich's Super PAC any more money. They're not commenting on who they might eventually decide to give to. Marketplace and Nancy Marshall-Genzer has more now on the motivations of big political money. Seems like everybody's got a super PAC sugar daddy. The Adelson family gave a pro-Newt Gingrich super PAC $11 million. Rick Santorum's super PAC raked in hundreds of thousands from billionaire Foster Freeze. Freeze makes no secret of his support, even introducing Santorum at a big conservative conference today in Washington. I want you to give a welcome to the next president of the United States, Rick Santorum. The main super PAC supporting our current president hasn't taken in nearly as much as the Republican groups, but it's just gotten a green light from the president's campaign. For good government types like Fred Wertheimer of Democracy 21, all the super PAC money is a menace. You buy in-